Hey, 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 you guys. Thank y'all so much for being back on Black Canvas. I know you guys just heard my last episode I just did for season seven, and we have a special guest for season eight. If you guys have not heard of Donnie Van Sleeve, this is going to be an amazing introduction. He was raised off the west coast of Florida. He's a singer-songwriter. He also goes by Dr. Don. Realized at a young age that music was more than just a passion. It was his life's art. When attending college, Van Sleeve would play in local venues like Tropical Grill, the Florida Cracker, Market 48, and many more, where he would entertain the townspeople and tourists alike. In 2018, Donnie left his hometown to study at Palmer College of Chiropractic, located in Daytona Beach, Florida, where he continued to perform live every weekend. Donnie finally discovered Nashville, Tennessee, while road tripping from Florida to Colorado to start a chiropractic internship. After hours of emails and phone calls, the world-famous Tootsie Orchid Lounge decided to grant him an audition. So while Donnie was driving back from Colorado to Florida to graduate chiropractor school, he auditioned and they hired him after performing his first song, Good Direction. He left Nashville the next morning, drove to Florida to receive his doctorate degree, and he kissed his mom and dad goodbye and drove back to Nashville. One year later, he is a frontman for multiple bands performing every weekend on main stages and rooftops. When not on stage, Dr. Don is singing patients, writing songs, or recording with his buddy Tanner Carlson who he met while performing downtown on Lower Broadway. And he's released a lot of amazing songs we're going to talk about toward the end. But the one that I really love was Spencer's song. And that's one that he's going to definitely um, elaborate on when we have him on in a few seconds. But we're so glad to have Mr. Donnie here with us on Black Canvas. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm really honored. This is really great to have someone. First of all, if I ever have back pain, I know who to go to. But outside of that, if I want to listen I got your back. to some great music, I can definitely listen to Donnie as well. And we're just glad to have you on season eight. This is really exciting. I'm super excited. I'm honored, Gerald. I appreciate you having me. I really do. Well, I appreciate you. And so I created some questions, some of that I thought would be really fun for you to answer. So I'm going to first start off with my first question, which is, what are some of the major differences, would you say, from growing up in Florida to now living and performing in Nashville? Um, I would say the major difference is downtown. We didn't have a downtown like Broadway. Um, also, a big major difference is all the talent that's that I'm surrounded by. There's so much talent here in Nashville. Um, a lot of opportunity here in Nashville, too, just you never know who you're going to meet at the bar. Um, there's just so many interesting people. And obviously, we don't have the water here. I don't have the ocean. Um, but we do have waterfalls here in Tennessee. Um, I think that's the main things. just being away from my family. You know, I'm, I'm miles away from my family. So it's just interesting. It's an experience to be away from them. Um, and let's see, that's about it. Just 
all those different things really make Nashville different than than just Florida. Yeah. Absolutely. I think the weather is a major difference, like you said, just from being near the beach and being in that environment. I'll speak for myself, like living in Shreveport, Louisiana versus living in New Orleans. It's a huge difference. Um, it feels like a culture difference almost. And you would say, hey, it's the same state. How is there a huge difference? But it really is. It's not the same. And I think like when we think of your home, home state, hometown, you know, it, it's a lot of values and morals and things that you learn growing up. And then as you get older, you still can carry it with you, but it's just nothing like being in your house or in a place you grew up. I, I just know that's a, it's been a huge, huge culture shock for me, but I do want to yeah. ask you about your family. Um, how have they supported you in your career in music? Well, they're happy that I'm in Nashville and they're not like upset with the fact that I'm not home. Uh, my brother, is an HVAC. He's an AC guy and he shows almost all of his clients, my songs and um, <laughs> my mom just very proud. And she just posts about me all the time on her Facebook to all of her little friends. And um, they've just been, they're just there. They're just, I can give them a call anytime and they'll answer and FaceTime me whenever I get homesick. They just understand that, you know, I'm out here uh, working hard and chasing my dream and they're, they're just really, they're everybody's just like really proud of me and I don't get like any financial support or anything like that. Um, but it's more like just a emotional, spiritual support. Just my parents are always there. I could just call them, you know, if I ever have like a, something released or I'm even going to call them like right, right after this podcast and be like, guys, I'm going to be on a podcast and things like that, you know, and I can just debrief with them on my day or I can call them when I'm writing a song. Same thing with my brother. My brother is amazing. I tell everybody my brother's like, uh, like, uh, just, just such an incredible person. So I can talk to him about anything. So yeah, I miss them very much, but they're, they support me in that way that they're just like super happy for me that I'm out here. Well, I know your brother is going to be very proud for this next question because it's actually something that I thought was really amazing when I realized that you had written the song called for you and it was dedicated for your brother's wedding. Um, is there a specific lyric in that song that resonates with you today that in writing that? Let's see. Uh, great questions, by the way. I love, I love that I'm getting asked these questions, especially about this song in particular. Um, there's one lyric that says, well, the whole point I wrote it was because we all thought he was crazy for getting married so young. So my friends and family thought that I'm crazy, but what they don't understand is that I'm crazy. And then it says for you. And then I, that's kind of the chorus part. Um, but the cool part is like they proved this wrong. They got married at 19. They're still married today. They got a third kid on the way, and uh, we thought that they were crazy, and sure enough, they were in love. And uh, the other thing is, I said something about, I got to like actually sing the song because I can't bring up the actual lyric in my head, but something about um, Till Death Do His Part, I put that in the song, and you know, obviously it's my brother, so he calls me about you know all the ups and downs of his marriage, and uh, you know he can always remember 
what I'm not saying that, you know, remember what your old brother wrote in your song, but you know, it's just kind of like, it kind of just all falls together um, when he's going through something, but it's till death do them part. And uh, yeah. And then I say like the cool, like my favorite part of the, like my favorite lyric in that song is something about my bestest friend. Keep on loving me. Like you, Always have. Oh, it goes. Now things fall apart and they start to fade. Always remember what we promised the Lord that day. That's that's what I was talking about. Oh wow, that's really great. I first of all, I want to commend you for thinking to do something like that because that's something he will always remember. Just that you took the time out to do that. So I commend you, and I have a brother as well. So I just think when you have um, that relationship with a sibling and it's a close bond, it's something that can't be broken. And I think the amazing part of not only just you writing a song, but just his reaction. Um, can you tell me what was his reaction when he actually realized that this song was written from him? Um, I played it when, like, right after I gave my best man speech, and uh, he just gave me a hug. He just smiled and gave me a hug, and he expected nothing less because he knows that I love him a lot, and uh, he expects he he expects a lot of love from me. And I expect a lot of love back from him. So it wasn't like too surprising, but he was just like really, he was like, man, that's cool. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So he didn't get, he you know, didn't give us the waterworks like, like I was expecting. I was like, I, I wanted him to like give that ugly cry. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't, he didn't do that. I honestly, I wrote the song because I didn't get him anything for his wet, for his wedding day. Like it was literally the night before his wedding. I'm like, crap i didn't get my brother anything and because we were just all so in shock that he was getting married so young and the fact that just came around the day came around and i'm like oh my gosh i gotta get him something and i'm not gonna go to walmart and get him a toaster so i wrote him a song wait wait let's let's rewind so you wrote that song in how much time frame did you write i wrote that the night before his wedding <laughs> now, come on i that's amazing <laughs> that is amazing i was <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and and that also shows how much you really cared enough about him to release something out there that not only kind of shared your love for him, but it was also just saying, hey, I don't have to really take five months to prepare this because I know more about you and the relationship that we built that I can write this in pretty much 24 hours and then perform it and share it. I mean, wow, that that is really great. Yeah, he deserves nothing less. I'm always, I, I was always like kind of mean to him growing up because I'm his older brother and I just was not nice to him. So every day now that we're older, I always just love on him a little extra because I just want to prove to him that he's just like super special to me. So. Oh, that's amazing. I know your mom's going to be so excited to hear this later. <laughs> <laughs> Mom. All right. So I have another question for you. So the title before the question is Path of Love. And I know that you had written a song about someone that you liked in high school, but do you mind telling our listeners about your path to finding love in God? Because I wanted to kind of change this around, and I know you and I had a talk um, about your spiritual connection. Do you mind kind of sharing about how you've been able to find God in your life? Yeah, it. it there was one time we were, I was at a church, and... Um, Coincidentally enough, my brother was there and it was just a really good message. And me and my brother, we both felt it. And uh, 
my brother looked at me and it was time to like, you know, get up and he's like, does anybody want to come and give their life to Christ? And my brother gets up and he starts to walk and then he looks at me and he kind of like, no, nah, he's like, come on. And then I got up and I went, you know, so it took my brother to stand up and, you know, be the man and guide his older brother. And, uh, I'll never forget that. He's like, let's go. And then I just got up and I followed him over there and we both gave our lives to Christ. And, uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I love to hear that because I feel like everyone has their own battles and challenges in life. And, and if any of our listeners, if you don't even have a spiritual belief system or religion, you know, that that's your option and your choice and that's okay. And I always tell people who do have that, that we need to be able to support that as well, because, you know, you want people to be able to live in their authentic truth and be able to find love in their heart. And if that's something that's made you a better human being, then I'm all for it. I think it's great. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. Um, today, the message was about forgiveness at where I went to go to church and just about learning how to forgive people. And um, it was talked about how forgiveness is a gift that you give yourself. And um, so that went deep and just an example of how um, my path with God has made me a better person. Um, just stuff like stuff like that. And, um, yeah, absolutely. I, I love that message and forgiveness. As you mentioned, we have to be able to know why we're forgiving ourselves before even asking for forgiveness from others, because not everyone's going to believe that they're wrong or there's things they need to change. And it's not our job to change others. It's our job to love people through some of those painful experiences. And so I, I think that's when you start doing the soul searching, like Donnie is saying, um, you can then find out the people you want to surround yourself with and why. And I think that's that's really great that you, first of all, are able to work on yourself, but that you're finding your purpose in life. So I love that. Thank you. No <laughs> Thank you so much. So I have a really, now this might be a morbid question, but I want to see if you can answer this one. So the, the title of Bring this it. one is Today. So if today was your last day on this earth, what is one thing you want to be remembered for? Oh, man, uh, to be honest with you, since you asked me, it's a very personal question. I would say that he I would just want to be remembered as a person who believed in Christ and loved him very much and glorified God. That's like that's the ultimate, you know, idea of what I would want people to remember me as. But if I did die today, I think people would really remember me as someone who's just, let's say, very passionate, I would say, is what I would get from the people that know me. I'm just a very passionate person. If I get into something, I'm just very passionate about it. Um, I just dive into it. Like I don't have many artists that I listen to. I only listen to a few artists and the few that I listen to, I dive really deep into them. So I'm a very focused, passionate individual. That's what I would get right now. If somebody in loving, um, that's what I would get right now. But ideally it would be, Oh, that person really loved God. really loved Jesus. That's what I would, that's ideal. And I think that's reflective in your personality. I think Donnie, I don't even think you understand this about yourself. But even in the first time I talked to you, I can see the passion and the love you have, not only for others, but for yourself. 
because that's something you can't just hide. Like people either have it or they don't. And it's not something that can be taught. It's an innate feeling that you have because you've actually done the soul searching. And I like to call it legacy work um, because I think we all have legacies that we can leave behind. And that's something that I, I feel when I talk to you is that there's someone who really wants to make a change in this world and you're not trying to change others, but you're trying to make a better life for you. And then in turn, hopefully someone can be able to mimic a lot of the things they see in you and can cultivate that seed and become something stronger. That's what I get from you at least. For sure. And I'm selfish too. I think that a lot of the time I'm just trying to have fun too. Um, but obviously not hurt anybody and lift people up while I'm having fun. That's really what I'm doing in this world is just trying to make the best of every day, having fun with it, having fun with my day, enjoying my day and then lifting people up as I go. That's really comes down to that. That's what I'm doing. I think we all need to do that. Like I love to laugh on now on my job. I, any of my coworkers that are probably listening to this, they know I will make jokes and try to have fun as much as I can. But when it's time, of course, to work, I'm fully in it. If I'm doing assessments or individuals with someone with counseling, but in between you need something to laugh about. Cause when you're hearing tough things and stuff that people have gone through, you don't want to be so consumed by that, that you can't smile. And I think a lot of times we forget to smile because we're so used to having to put on a brave face. And I feel like bravery is being able to, to be comical and, and to find, you know, the small little minute things in our life to, to find joy in that. And uh, I remember growing up in middle school, um, rest in peace to my, um, she was my principal as well as she was my eighth grade teacher. And her name was um, Miss um, Schiller. I don't know why I was messing her. her Wait, can you say her name one more time? Was her name. And I'll never forget when we were younger, she would always just have such a smile on her face. And she always would try to encourage us. And I learned so much between fifth and eighth grade um, when I ended up leaving public school to go to Lutheran school. Like I learned so much in that experience. But she always talked about Jesus other than yourself. And she just talked about how you can build a genuine relationship. And I tell people, in order to have a strong relationship with a higher power as you understand him, you have to know who you are before trying to build that or even with other people. And so I've been able to turn that around in my own life for saying, hey, I have to know me and I have to be willing to build that relationship before I can get to know anyone else and to make those genuine bonds. Um, but yeah, I, I love that you say, hey, I like to just have a good time and because that's fun. It should be something we all need to build into our time in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like to um, shout out to your to your teacher, by the way, just the fact that an eighth grade teacher can make that type of impact on a uh, on a person just shows how much teachers just don't get the, the acknowledgement and the recognition that they deserve. I yeah. agree. I 100 percent agree with that. Well, I come from a line of teachers because a lot of people in my family either are professors or, or currently um, or my aunt, she taught for almost over 30 years. My grandmother, um, she played um, the piano and taught music in school. My mom was a paraprofessional. My grandmother's sister was a teacher for over 40 years. Um, so I was just so used to being around people who pushed, you know, being the best you can be. And scholastics was just a huge thing. Like 
for me, when I was younger, when I was punished, I actually had to read the encyclopedia and a dictionary. I wasn't a, so it was it was a good and a bad thing. I didn't oh like it when I was young, but I can understand the importance of it now um, because that's something I can use. You know, having expansive vocabulary as an adult now, I'm like, hey, these are things I need now in my profession, and so I, I appreciate it. You know, my family pushing that and instilling that that you need to to look for something better for yourself and and not just say I don't know something so I just don't know it you know I was always told research look it up figure out what it means you know and then that way your your education is something that can guide you and it's not based on someone else's opinion yeah for sure that's that's really good that's really good that what you're what you're upgrading that's that's really good I appreciate that so I have a really fun question because I was looking at some of your lyrics and it was a song that I really wanted to kind of talk about these lyrics. So you said, if you want to hear your song, <laughs> there's a $20 bill in the bucket <laughs> with all the stickers on it. And if you're loving what you hear, throw down a hundred dollar bill in the bucket with all the stickers on it. Can you tell the listeners about life on the road, like just singing and touring i think that's something we really want to know more about and then the second part of that is if someone dropped ten thousand dollars in your bucket what would you spend that money on okay let's uh go ahead and answer the just the touring and the music part of it first um i don't i'm not like touring in the sense of like i'm going to a different city every night and playing um i play on broadway so that's just the same hockey talks but different people every night like lots of people and uh it's just it's really cool it's a blessing there's a lot of um shenanigans going on a lot of the time so it's uh, a challenge to kind of stay poised and centered but it's it's so much fun in terms of just the experience and the songs that I get to play and the people that I get to meet. Um, I'm actually having I'm actually starting to step off of Broadway more and starting to do more of uh, rounds, writers rounds, shows around town in Nashville where I meet locals. And it's just it's so much fun. It's really about just meeting people and getting to know people and where they're at. And that's been really fun. And um, uh, as for the $10,000, if somebody dropped $10,000 in my bucket, um, I would, you know, I, I want to give you like a really great fun answer, but honestly, I would just buy a car because I, I drive this Jeep and I get like nine miles to the gallon and uh, I should sell that thing, but I don't really, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I should just, uh, I would get a car. I would get a really nice car so I could. <laughs> so I could travel more. Um, so what Donnie's telling y'all, if y'all listening, please put more than just that 20 in there, please. <laughs> <laughs> I need like a car with good gas mileage. <laughs> I know that's right. I because that's right. I took, actually I crashed the, I crashed my truck. So then I had to pull out some of the money that I'm using for chiropractic. So like all the money that I make from chiropractic goes straight to my loans, but I don't haven't like, I don't put, I don't like actually pay it like right then and there when I get the paycheck, I'm just kind of piling it up in this like saving account. But I have like this, this pile of money that's strictly for my loans and literally every cent that I make from chiropractic is going towards my loans. So 
I crashed my Dodge. So I needed to pull out some of that money from that pile. It was the only time I did that. I touched that money and it's, it went into this, into this Jeep, but I really want to like, just get rid of this Jeep and get a car. So I definitely (laughs) would do that. I would buy a car. (laughs) We're, we're hoping Donnie, like I said, and you never know one thing about, this show, I would tell you one thing. I don't know who's listening because I've had some really big people hear the show and I didn't even know later. They're like, oh, I've been watching. I've been listening to your show. And I'm like, what? And I had no idea this person. And I mean, really big in the industry. I'm like, whoa. And then there are other people who who knows. They might just say, hey, I want to go ahead and buy <laughs> Donnie a car. So you, we're going to put that in the atmosphere. I believe in speaking into existence so that new car be headed your way hopefully sooner than later (laughs) i have a crazy story about a time i played my song uh today which is the song that i wrote the day i got baptized um and i broke my i played that song at a writer's round in nashville if no one knows what a writer's round is the listener it's basically a, a round is basically where you have um artists go up on stage uh, there's like four artists on stage and we all take a turn playing a song that we wrote and that's a round. And then we go back. Um, then everybody plays one song and then you just kind of keep going back like around. Um, so I played my song today and I told everybody that this, the guitar that I was using at the time was a friend's because the week prior I broke my guitar on Broadway cause it fell um, from a guitar stand and it just broke. So someone like, asked me afterwards like hey you know i heard about your guitar situation how much money you need and they basically they literally bought me a guitar <laughs> and wow. uh, i'm so grateful for that yeah so the guitar that i play now was literally bought by this really amazing couple that just loved my song today and i'm just so grateful well we're going to dedicate this episode to that couple that's amazing yeah. And like, sometimes I randomly get a text from them like, Hey, how you doing? And then I just tell them and they're like, Oh, great. Good luck. God bless you. And then like, that's it. You know, like, like what? Like there's still people out there in the world like that. It's amazing. It is amazing. And I feel like this is the importance of this conversation because I feel like we get to become the change we want to see in others. And I feel like just because we're not at the financial status, maybe of someone else, doesn't mean we don't have the responsibility to still share love and hope and, and still plant the seed, as I mentioned earlier, in people's lives. And I feel like you're going to be able to do that with your music, but also with your life. Like people are going to be able to say, I want to emulate Donnie because of how he lives, not just what he's saying. Yeah. Um, I try to be the best person I can. Well, you're doing it. You you are doing it. I want to just I want to encourage you on that because sometimes we can second guess ourselves and say I could be doing more. Or, you know, I made so many mistakes. But sometimes you need someone to encourage you and really push you and just let you know you're on the right page because that that can be hard to sometimes accept it. Well, I appreciate it. this. This literally this interview is turning into be like the best part of my day. So this is awesome. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. So now I'm gonna ask a hard hitting question. This is not a question I like to ask, but I think this is something that we need to talk about. So can you tell me what is the most pain that you felt that was not physical? Um, I mean, I know I, it, it, it's, it's uh, not like, like this big one, but I, I, my parents gave me a really good childhood. Like my parents are still married 
And I don't think that I've been through a lot of hardships. Um, I really don't have something that I can really pinpoint and say like, this really sucked. Um, because my parents were just so amazing. They gave me not everything that I wanted, but like my dad coached my soccer teams. My mom was on the sidelines, you know, and I just, I just love my family so much, but I would say that something, let's see. Um, I would say when my, just people passing that I really loved, like my grandma, she died when I was in fifth grade and that was, that was really bad. I was really upset about my parent, my grandma passing away. Uh, she loved me a lot. And, uh, I still, I just still remember her singing to me and her, my grandma and my grandpa are the, like one of the earliest memories of me singing because they always used to pick me up and take me out to eat. And then we would always sing, I've been working on the railroad in the car. And I'm pretty sure that is like the first time I've ever started singing was with them. And, uh, I just love my grandma so much. And, uh, so yeah, my grandma passing, um, my grandpa passed, my opa passed. So just deaths in the family really kind of stinks. Other than that, I mean, I went to college, I got my degree in chiropractic. I'm here in Nashville and, you know, I'm doing it, you know? So I really have nothing to complain about in terms of just like my everyday situations. Like everybody goes through a lot of stuff, you know, obviously I can just like rant, like vent about all the details, but overall just like my family passing is like really hard on me. And then if I want to look at like in a bigger picture, just the, like what's going on, um, just some of the, just, I'm just going to say, uh, like from a broader standpoint, like not looking at my family, but just the world is in general, just, uh, I just wish that it was a little bit better than it was. I'm trying to like not be political. So I'm just like, can I just leave it at that? Yeah, I can help you with that. So I, what, what Donnie is saying, and I, I know what you're alluding to, but I want to kind of maybe break it down for everyone, is that he's hoping that we can be more inclusive in the way that we see each other and respectful and having a similar mindset, even though there's a lot going on that we have no control of. And that can be very hard when, when your mind and heart has a belief system that's strong and you're seeing things that you may or may not agree with that go on that you can't control. And so I feel like the great thing about, like I was mentioning earlier, is like, Donnie, you just being yourself, people are either going to make decisions positive or negative. Because I, I don't believe, I don't try to go into the good or bad. I, I believe in positive and negative um, decision making. And we get to choose how many negative experiences we hold on to or how many we learn from and we can make it more positive um, affirmations and thought patterns. And I feel like for you, this is where you get to use your voice because you have a lot of power in your voice and it can be a vehicle to guide people in the right direction. And so this is, even with this podcast, I always tell people I've had guests on here who've been able to talk about things with me that they haven't told anyone. And I've had some people who had some real aha light bulb moments. And then I've had others who were more restricted or guarded because they were the fear of, you know, how people are going to respond to this message. And so I always say in this, this actual platform, I never want it to be where people can't be themselves, but just remembering, you know, that 
everyone has a difference of opinion and we just have to respect the differences but it doesn't mean you have to change the core of who you are to meet someone else at where they are if it's negative yeah and um but just to end on a positive note with that question i'm just going to say that you know i'm just blessed with a really amazing family and if any of them pass that's like the worst so oh oh i know like i'm I dread like some people I'm very, very close to in my family and I don't know what I would actually do. Um, I know I will be able to survive, but I don't know to what capacity. And even with my career, I don't even know if I would do it in the same way that I am now if something was to to shift. Um, So I don't try to look into the future. I just try to stay in the present, the here and now, and just being able to appreciate the moments I do Mm -hmm. have because nothing is promised to us even in this moment anything could happen to either of us but just being aware that as long as i'm living and happy and and i'm able to build something that i feel is positive in the world then i i think i'm blessed and i'm i should be happy for that and whatever is going to happen is already going to happen so i can't change it absolutely speaking of the past present and the future i have a really fun question i ask all my guests if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you say to young Donnie? Um, invest in Amazon. Invest <laughs> in uh, <laughs> all the stocks. I would say invest in Google. Uh, yeah, I would literally. That's exactly what I tell. And invest in. Uh, I don't know all the other. I would do my homework and figure out which stocks to invest in, so I can be a, a millionaire by now. <laughs> Um, but, um, honestly though, in a, well, that's really what I would tell, but, um, the question that you're probably looking for is I would say to my younger self that I'm not weird. I'm just, um, I just, you know, I'm just different and, uh, start writing songs now. I would tell myself to save up money now because eventually you're going to have to pay bills so when I was younger, man, if I would have just saved up money and started making money when I was younger, that would have been great. And then just like, I wish I had like so many more songs because now I just don't have as much time to like write songs. But, um, so yeah, those things. And then also I'd be like, I'll just tell myself to, yeah, keep on the music path. Like keep doing that. It's good. Um, I love your answers, Donnie. I'm just going to disagree with two parts. One is you don't need that much time, Mr. 24-hour write a song. (laughs) That's true. I'm not even going to even take that lie because you could definitely write a song. But the second part was you forgot to invest in Black Canvas. So once you got all the money from Amazon, you could invest in me. But <laughs> there you go. Yeah, man. But I want I wanted to make yeah. you laugh. But no, I really do believe in what you're saying. As far as when we get older, we we kind of forget about when we're when we're young, we don't have the same responsibility that we have now. Um, but I, I do want you just to, to know that yeah. the reason I'm really pushing you. There's some truth in what I'm saying. And the first part of that is that I want you to continue when you have any time to just journal, to write things down. You never know what it can lead to. Like I use an example doing um, COVID. Like I hadn't written poetry since my grandfather passed in 2003. And I said I would never write ever again any poetry. And then at one point when COVID was going on, I was like, you know what? Why not? Just go ahead and write it. 
just write a few things down and see, you know, where it lands. And I ended up writing three poetry books in a very short period of time. And it was just like, I didn't even know that I could do it. But I've written over a hundred and some poems in a few months. And I was like, where did that come from? Like, I didn't, and it had been built inside of me. And I was speaking from different perspectives. So the first book kind of talked about the the perils of what we were seeing in the world, things going on, um, especially like with the Black Lives Matter and stuff going on. I was like, I want to be able to speak. And it's not about that. I, you know, I think people get lost in the message. It's about respect, love, and just generosity. And that was what I wanted to share that we all have a message and we all should be respected. And so from there, I was able to write another one that kind of talked about like abuse and struggles that people go through. And then the third one I dedicated to my aunt um, who struggles with mental illness. And so I asked her, could I sit down with her and go over her life? And so I wrote it as if it was her life on the page and everything she went through from childhood issues to even as an adult, we just talked about mental illness in, in a, a lyrical way where people were able to read it. And, and actually someone picked up the book and they were struggling with mental illness and they reached out and said that it really helped change their life. And I was like, I never knew, never knew that was going to happen. And, and that was amazing to have that kind of feedback. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah. You never know like what, you know, your poems or my songs will, you know, do for somebody, you know, you just write them and then other people, it might be a blessing to other people. So you never know like what kind of gifts you can, you know, provide the world unless you uh, act upon your gifts. So that's really good. Absolutely. If you hadn't, if you had not released Spencer's song, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. That's the crazy part. Like, so with me hearing it and, and saying, I really like the song, me reach out like that led to this. So I believe everyone, we all are connected or interconnected in some way. And that was your message that you needed to give, which is allowing me to to share you with other people. And hopefully this can move on a global standpoint where someone will hear this and this might help them to get in touch with you. You never know. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I hope, I hope so. Awesome. And then you can invest in me, like I said earlier. <laughs> Either way, I'm having a great time. <laughs> I am too. I think you, you've done a really great job, by the way. Really great job. This has definitely been the best, like, most fun podcast I've ever been on. So. Oh, cool. Well, I appreciate that. So I only have two more questions for you, so I'm going to combine these last two. So the first one is, can you tell us how can our listeners find you online? And then the second part of that is, can you tell us what's next for you musically? Um, just type in my name, Donnie Van Slee in Google, and then I'll just pop up and you can find my Instagram, my Spotify. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty active on Instagram, Spotify and TikTok. Um, just type in my name, Donnie Van Slee, Donnie spelled with a Y. And, uh, the next thing that's coming up for me is an EP that I'm going to be releasing hopefully in six weeks. I just try to release content every six weeks and, um, the EP is going to involve the rest of the songs that I've written in high school and just back in the day. So this is like my last um, release of just my old stuff that I owe it to my younger self to release now that I'm like out here in Nashville and I'm doing it. You know what I mean? I can't just put all my old songs behind. I want to release them for everybody to hear them. So that's what I'm really excited about. I'm just going to release all my older stuff and, um, um, 
yeah, so I'm having a good time recording that right now. I'm also writing um, music that I'm really excited about. Like now that I'm taking a different direction with like my genre, um, I'm writing like more of the genre that I'm going for versus like my older stuff. So I'm, so yeah, I'm really excited about that EP coming out. I don't know what it's gonna be called, but yeah, I'm really excited. I am too. If you ever need any help with like titles for the EP or if you want any help with lyrical content, you can reach out to me. I don't mind sitting down brainstorming with you and I want you to win. I want you to be very successful. So if there's anything I can do creatively to help, I want to make sure I'm a part to assist you in any way I can. Yeah, you definitely sound like somebody, um, Jerry, that I can just bounce creative ideas off of and would give me sound, you know, advice or just have a good input, you know, and, and really think things through. So I really I appreciate um, your thoughtfulness and your ability to be creative. Well, I appreciate that so much. Yeah, I, I've talked to a few guests on the show and we, I've actually been in the works with some um, artists on here and they've, they've been really productive meetings and conversations. And, you know, when someone reaches out to me, I want them to be able to succeed because I feel like no one should ever carry any type of jealousy in their heart for someone else and what they're doing I believe in there's room at the table for all of us and there's no reason why if you have something that could help someone else to excel that you can't give that information because you know that's what life should be about us paying it forward and if it wasn't for other creatives out there who I was inspired by I don't think I ever would be sitting in the seat today and I use an example. Um, the one person who I always talk about in my podcast is um, Mr. Les Trent from Inside Edition. And he was someone who I admired growing up, someone who I really loved. And he gave me the opportunity to interview him on the show. And that was life-changing for me um, because he represented what I always want to be as an African-American person who is just wanting to share positivity in the world and he interviewed presidents he was there at 9-11 you know sandy hook all these amazing and and powerful moments where we dealt with tragedy and triumph and learning how to move forward and he was that vehicle sharing that the news with others i mean it really helped reshape the way i look at life and for him to give himself to to allow me to share with him in those moments it, it was and to call me a friend i mean it was like wow like this is someone I really admire. And so that, that was something yeah. that has changed my life forever. And at, after that, it, it just has really helped me with this show to not That's be afraid so cool. to talk to some amazing artists and people in the world that are entrepreneurs um, that are doing great things like you, Donnie, who are really great human beings more than just status symbols or celebrities. I would prefer to talk to people who really have a kind heart more than worrying about numbers because you know the numbers will come as they come but that's not what this show is about it's about genuine connections and so i'm just grateful that you decided to do the show and i'm so glad that i've learned a whole lot more about you that i didn't know before yeah i, I really i really appreciate the question so if any of my my fans decide to listen to the podcast and they can really like know me a lot more because you're the first person that asked me like deep questions versus just questions about my music. So I really, I really appreciate it. 
Oh, no problem. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate you. And I want my listeners to please go out there and support Donnie. If you want to please stream the music, share it, tell friends where they, they can find everything online. Y'all just please share it because Donnie deserves it. And I know if you keep being who you are, Donnie, you're going to find your way to the top. Like you're going to be in the right places with the right people and they're going to get you to where you need to be. Man, I really hope so. And I just wanted to ask, I wanted to like just leave uh, one more note for the listeners. Um, I just want to say that life is, you know, really short and you just go for it. Like whatever it is that, you know, you love to do, I would say just spend more time doing that because, you know, we don't only have so much time here. And that's why, you know, I'm doing this music thing versus being a chiropractor. Just I'm doing the chiropractic thing, but I really want to do the music. And um, and I'm out here doing it. I'm away from Nash. I'm away from my family because just do it. Just do whatever it makes you really happy. And uh, in terms of just what you want to do. I, I'm not really, a, I'm not really good with words. <laughs> I'm not good with words. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, we're not going to Hold on. Let, let, let me rewind that. We're not going to end on that note. You are good with words, Donnie, because <laughs> guess what? You write your lyrics. You share it with others. I know when you're probably singing out there in those bars and places that there's a lot of foolishness going on and you have to still persevere. So I am not going to let you end on that note. I feel like, you know, with many of us, when we're speaking from our heart, sometimes we can get tongue-tied because this is your passion. This is something you enjoy. And one thing, I'm going to self-disclose this. Not many people know this about me, but um, I did struggle when I was younger with a lot of social anxiety. And so that's something that, because I was bullied and I had to fight a lot when I was younger. And so I had to learn how to find my voice. And when you've dealt with abuse, when verbal and physical and when you don't have that strong person, I mean, my grandfather was there the best he could be, and he did try his best to get us out of those situations. But when you go through things in a young age, it, it shifts you, and you have to find that confidence within yourself. And so for me, I had to look in the mirror, and I had to, to talk to myself, and I had to encourage myself. And then I found a group of people who really connected with me and supported me and told me I was someone that was important. And that helped me to get out of some of that fear. But guess what? I've, I've spoken in front of 500 people doing a presentation in a room and I was shaking in my boots and my hands were sweaty. My arm, I had like a whole roll of tissue. I felt like under my arm because I was sweating so bad. And I'll just never forget at the end of it. And I started beating myself. I was like, oh, I could have done better. And then I said, wait a minute, you just stood here in front of 500 people and you read something that you were fearful that you couldn't do. So you stopped yourself from that negative belief. And sometimes we go into automatic negative thoughts and we just need to have automatic neutral thoughts. We need to, we need to kind of look at the positive automatic neutral thoughts that we have and just say, hey, you know what? I just got on here and on a podcast and talked about things and I don't know who's listening. So. Donnie, I, I, I'm not going to buy that. I think you are good at speaking. I think you were just speaking from the heart and got a little nervous. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I just want to encourage you. Don't ever tell yourself what you don't have because I do believe I appreciate in your talent. I wouldn't have had you on here if I didn't think that you have what it takes for sure. 
I appreciate it. Yeah, I think I, I think I got my my point across. Just go for it. You know, just go for it. Just All right, Nike. <laughs> it's a good tagline. <laughs> well, hopefully Nike will sponsor the podcast one day. I'll be like, hey, Donnie, Donnie, you on here. We're going to get that money. <laughs> I just looked at my socks and was looking at see if I'm wearing Nike socks. <laughs> and I do like it. And speaking of which, I actually do have a pair of Nikes that I wear all the time. I, I just love those shoes. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> just do it, just y'all. Do it. That's all. That's all. Well, Donnie, thank you so much for being on the show. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Well, um, I will have you back very soon because I want to hear you perform some of these songs that I enjoy. So I have a second podcast by the name of Space Between, and I would love to have you come back and sing live if you're interested. Let's go. Yes, let's go. Yeah, for sure. Jerriel, you're awesome, man. Yeah, this is cool. I, I really enjoy talking to you. Thanks for all the awesome questions, very thoughtful questions, and you're just cool talking. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> well, just get with me soon. We'll talk and we'll figure out a date and time very soon before the end of the year. And I will have you on and you can let me know how many songs you want to perform. And I'll be here cheering you on. Um, just kind of like a proud parent. We'll be all in there just cheering your mom, me, everybody. We're just going to be screaming for you. <laughs> all right, Donnie. Roger you have that. a great rest of your evening and I will talk with you soon. Okay. Likewise, right, friend. Bye. Likewise. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh.